Welcome to a Better Me podcast with Coach LaToya. March was Women's History Month, and I decided to have conversations with five amazing women that have impacted my life. And while I was having the conversation, another idea sparked that I can't just let the five women, but how about the five men that have tremendously impacted my life. And so welcome to June, Men's Health Month. And so I'm going to have five conversation with some incredible men. Okay, so today I am so honored and privileged that I get to share uh, with you my dad. Um, most people that know me, know him, and they think that he really doesn't talk a lot, but that's like a misconception. So, you know, those that are usually in the house know that he talks a lot and he has some really powerful things to say at times. So I'm going to share with the world now my dad. Hey dad, how you doing? I'm okay. That's good. That's good. So tell us a little bit about where you're from and how it was growing up. Well, I'm from Jamaica, West Indies, and I grew up in a house with like nine brothers and sisters, and the mother and the father, my mother didn't work, but my father was the one that provided for the family, and uh, I grew up working as a young man very early, I mean, that's Either just doing all kind of things, you know, I learned a lot of things growing up. Like, <laughs> I was a shoemaker, I was a carpenter, I was a painter, I was a mason, until I finally decided, and I learned um, three at a young age as a relative. And I was in Jamaica working as a company for a while until I migrated to the United States in 1970. And my mother, died a few years after I came to America. And eventually my father came up to America and he passed like about 20 years now. The same year you graduated from um, from college. Mm-hmm. And I'm um, here, there. <laughs> that's right, that's right. So you said something that it already sounds very eventful because I know that's why my life is so colorful. <laughs> you mentioned the house of about like nine different people. Tell me a little bit about where you fall in that uh, line and how was that? Well, I was like, you know, in the family, uh, well, two of my siblings did grow with us. Like my big brother that died last year. Alfonso, he, 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 he grew in Mantica Bay, and uh, my, my sister Monica, she was you know, close by, but she was living with us. So then uh, Bingo, then me, then Otto, then um, Ailey, then um, Sonia, then Artemis, then Paula, then Lafayette, and... Yeah, I grew up, you know, we, we, are, we like to several different locations in Jamaica. But finally, when I came to America, they was living right in a town named Vineyard Town. That's where Ivan Brothers, David, is living now. And when I went back to Jamaica, they was living uptown at my aunt's house. 
And then you came back up here and, you know, I'm hanging in there. <laughs> and so how was it? So you were almost like second oldest in the house. What was that like? Well, I, I used to take care of my little sister. I, mean, I tell them all the time that I used to cook for them. Nobody wanted to recognize it, but that was the fact. Everybody didn't really remember, but I used to remember doing that. You know, and, and my mother used to um, want me to take care of my little siblings, and I wanted to go to the streets. So sometimes what I used to do with them, I used to pinch them and let them cry. So I'm going to get them so I can leave and go where I want to go. For if I don't do that, then they're going to be, you know, they're going to have to keep them um, from my mother. First, she has so much kids and they you know what to do. So I learned the strategy for pinch them and make them start to cry. <laughs> come that, and get them and then I can leave and go to the street. <laughs> that is pretty funny. Well, I, I must say I even learned something already because you talked about the the different uh, jobs and occupations that you've had uh, starting in Jamaica. And I didn't know half of those. <laughs> so tell us a little bit about, you know, choosing those paths and what made you do it. And, and then how do you migrate well, like, it? Well, growing up, we had life. And, and, and where we used to live, like in uh, Mr. Sewell, that's Bongo. You know Bongo, his father had a police. We used to live there. And he had a shoemaker man named Mr. Harry. Mr. Harry was a shoemaker across the street. So then, like, as a kid, I used to go over there. And then I learned to stitch shoes and, you know, repair shoes with him. And things like that. And that's how I learned it. And, you know, it wasn't something I interested. I was just doing it, you know, as a kid. And I used to go, my father was like an electrician and they're going to the building. And they used to have been doing, you know, apprentice work and things like that. Mm-hmm. That's how I did things. were so much different things. They finally went and started work permanently at the garage. So that's the way that went. Mm-hmm. And then, so for you to settle into steam fitting, was that something that you enjoyed doing, or? Yeah, uh, yeah that's after I mean, I came to America. I was working at the Navy Yard for like six and a half years in Brooklyn, and then um, you know, one time in Navy Yard, I was closed down, and then we went back and work. So all of my friends. Start going into the, um, the construction business, and they you know, tell me was to come and take the test, and I went. I didn't see fit in this That's the best thing ever happened, really. Awesome. You know, when I I often say when I think about uh, the definition of a provider, uh, if I were to look it up in a book, the first picture that would come forth would be your picture. Uh, you know, for all of my life, I've experienced you providing, always making things happen for your immediate family and extended family and friends. Um, so talk to us a little bit about that. Like, where did you get that skill, that passion to be that's such a provider? Really that's, that's, that's it's just that it's just a um a human being and habits. You know, some people are mean and, and, and um, uh, you know, some people are just greedy and mean, you know, and I never go that way, you know, I never go greedy. I always share, you know, and that's, it's not really a skill that, that's just how human beings are, are people. 
<laughs> if only. No, oh. no, no, yeah, people just, you know, they don't believe in giving and things like that. And if you see you have a dollar, they take it out of you. But I'm not, I didn't go that way. And I mean, I didn't have that kind of spirit. So mm-hmm. that's, that's really something, you know, that's something bothering you as a human being, you know, if it develops certain things. That's how that is, you know, you don't, you don't, Develop people like them, them obviously don't develop like a people like a father that don't mind his kids and things like that. He just born that way, you know what I mean? He just didn't, you know, like the other day I was saying, my little granddaughter, which is um, Tasha, came to um, even if she wanted to go to some place, and when I went there, our lunch was like $20, and I was saying that when you was a kid, I used to get $20 and you'd. It was worth twenty dollars all week. What's happening? <laughs> you just take twenty dollars for just one meal, and you see, you used to uh, take twenty dollars and spend like four dollars a day for the week. The five days you go to school. So yeah, things, you know, never not things. It's all that way. Some people don't. Pay, some people don't like to pay bills, and I like. I don't like to owe people. So where did I that come from? What 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 is the mindset? That's, that you just, that's the way you're born. I mean, it just develops. I'm trying to go to school and learn it. It's just nothing new. Mm-hmm. So no matter what you do, if you're a piano person, you're going to church. Mm-hmm. So when is the earliest you think you were aware of yourself like that? Like when did you start providing, taking care of people, sharing what you had after working for it? I was even I, I grew up with my brother being he was up and he used to gambling in my money, you know, to provide for the house so that I always my smallest is I always give my mother something, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And he didn't care. He just he gotta get a job of me. But he my money yes, you know, so that's always life so I always, you know, try to give if something for the house, you know, I don't know if I know they got to pay rent and they got to do things, but they didn't care about that. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, just being in the household watching that is is definitely something that I have been able to just take in on my own and, and see how the power of giving and the power of allowing and not being attached to money in itself, you know, uh, definitely stems from there. I, I didn't even realize like you've been doing this since you were in Jamaica with your your family. And so. Lastly, just talk to us about, you know, just your love and passion for family. I think, I guess it started from when you were in Jamaica, but to talk to us a little bit about that. Yeah, I mean, like I said, we grew up, even like in Jamaica, we grew up poor in Jamaica, and you have a family, and we are, I mean, we are sure whatever liquor we are, you know what I mean? And my mother cook, I mean, she got to cook every day for, there's no leftovers. <laughs> so, fridge, I mean, we got fridge in the late, um, you know, in the later of days, and you know, we got fridge, and I can remember like a Christmas and put the fridge up and thing, but before you didn't have no fridge, so and I mean, whatever she cooking, you know, people they have to eat it off every day, so she got excellent and cooking every day, three times a day or whatever. Mm-hmm. And, you know, no leftovers, you know, for us. A lot of more to fit to feed, you know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, uh, I used to, I used to like it, but I used to like the, 
We said, go to the bar, the bar, I said, my mother, right? So if you see, go to the bar, because I put him in the night, a little bit of kids. I got to go to the market, and, uh, you know, she shop every time back, you know, with the basket, that's food and everything. That's all she got to live for, she have. And kids to feed. Mm-hmm. Nobody working. I guess mm-hmm. Tinga was the first one to start working. I mean, a permanent, you got the first job, you know, like, and so if you could uh lead leave any parting words of just encouragement for people who uh want to be able to provide more want to be able to be more family oriented what what would you say or tell them Just do the right thing if you can afford it. I mean, you got to afford it before you can um, do it. So if you didn't do it, you know, you, you, you just do the right thing and help uh, your family out. You know, I mean, I, I don't mind helping my family, but some family members really go overboard. You know, I, I don't believe in that. You know, I mean, you got to help yourself. Mm-hmm. Just like I said, I've been working from like, As long as I can tell, I mean, I mean, you know, helping myself. I don't have to go to nobody to ask them for nothing. Or I can get myself before I even start working as a teenager. Like, I can't remember when I started working at the garage. I was like 17, and I was working before that. I'm mm-hmm. before that. So, right. Uh, you got to do, you know, if you got your own provide, you got to do the right thing. That's all. That's right. That's right. Powerful words, but maybe not as easy as it <laughs> it sounds. Um, so, you know, honestly, I can say for me, uh, another part of me just loving to be around family. I, like you said, you grew up with nine pe- you know, other siblings. And then for me, it was just because of all your, your siblings and mom's siblings. Then I just have a, a ready made big family. Okay. <laughs> and That was just the household, you know, for every member. We got a family that, you know, I've got a lot of siblings on there. Right. Right, exactly. So just, right. So just being, uh, you know, in the space of having so much family definitely uh, created with me the excitement, the desire to, you know, always want to be with family and celebrate. Um, And and I truly love being a part of a large family. You know, with that, it brings lots of fun and drama at the same time. So it's been a great experience. I'm very thankful for you coming and sharing you know just your story and how you um just innately from what you said uh became the provider and and became so responsible and and hope from your words that many others can take on what they know to be the right thing to do so thank you so much dad thank you so much for listening Give yourself the opportunity to acknowledge the men in your life who consistently support you in being better. Until next time, 